0: Welcome to High Food, I'm Home, The podcast where food psychology coach and work emotions expert Laura Lloyd teaches you how to unlearn overeating after work, lose weight without dieting, and diminish your binges, using her cognitive, behavioural and hypnotherapy method. Hello, hardworking woman. How's January going? Are vegetables tasting like they never tasted before after the indulgences of Christmas? Oh, I've been talking to my clients this week and person after person is coming back to me and saying that they have gone through Christmas and they haven't gained weight and one has even lost some. Can you believe it? It's amazing. We've kept steady, but still, managing myself around leftovers has been fascinating to me and today we're gonna talk about leftovers after dinner and why I get so tempted to pop them in my mouth, and you're going to find out today the real reasons you eat leftovers. And yes, chickpea, you know me well, I'm going to suggest it has everything to do with work. And I'm going to give you a technique for moving on after dinner. And next week, we're going to talk about after-dinner overeating in a slightly different way, when you get the temptation to snack after dinner. So why don't you come with me into my kitchen, which is always, for me, the scene of the crime. Here I am, sitting at the breakfast bar, and I might eat a dinner with my family. Let's say we're doing some nut roast and some roast potatoes, and I choose to have three roast potatoes on my plate. And then after dinner, everyone clears off. The kids go and rump us on the sofa upstairs. Uh, Chris will often help, or he'll go and close his computer down if it's a work day. And I will get up, and I will go round the breakfast bar to this side and start clearing up, right? And there will be any extra roast potatoes there and I'll nobble them. They'll just pop them in as I go. I feel entitled to them and I feel like when I'm around this side of the breakfast bar on the service side it doesn't count. So I have had this relationship with leftovers where, especially if I've done the cooking I feel entitled to, to have more after dinner and at the same time I feel like I'm entitled to have more because I'm the cook, but I also feel like I'm entitled to have more because i kind of held back in front of other people or, like, being good over there. So now I'm rewarding myself with food over here. So, chickpea, here it is. This is the real reason you eat the leftovers is because you think that you're rewarding yourself or that you deserve more And the reason you think you deserve more is that sense of entitlement that you have created by going through your day at work with a sense of sacrifice and duty. So when I talked about, in the very first episode, talking about striving, this is what it comes down to, right? This is the payback from striving. Because if we're living this separation of work versus pleasure, so work is toil, and then pleasure is what's left over for us at the end of the day, then of course we're not gonna want to leave the eating experience behind. It's like a little screensaver goes up. So we don't want to switch out of that mode and into the rest of the evening. And when we've been the identity that we've been at work all day, where we knew who we were, we're experiencing the loneliness of loss of identity. It's the loneliness of I don't know who I am in this part. I don't know who I am when I'm relaxing. The girls are upstairs. Choosing a just dance. It's like a little dance video. And I have just eaten a huge slab of Stilton, that's blue cheese, off a knife. And they've said to me, When are you coming up? And I'm like, I'm just finishing this. Why do I just not want the eating experience? to be over. Like, for so long, this has been the high point of the day, the best bit, the bit I've been looking forward to. And now, like, how the hell does anyone else get on from here? Like, if you... I just feel this wave of grief, like... If I really ate the amount of food that my body needed it would be so little food it would be not much food there would be not much eating going on there is not actually much of an eating experience in the day I don't know 20 bites two three four times a day like and then I think like well maybe I should like move on to the next activity. And the next activity is waiting for me right there. The girls are going to do Just Dance. They're queuing it up. I'm going to dance with them in my living room. And I am still choosing to stay here, connecting to the cheese, instead of going and connecting to them, my loves. I've got to step away (laughs) from connecting to something that cannot love me and walk up the stairs towards the ones that can. Into why you are trying to prolong the eating experience. What's left over of you at that point? What's left over? What's left of your day? And what emotional leftovers are you dealing with at that point? You know, Chickpea, when we're learning to eat to the point of satisfaction instead of completely full there's likely to be some kind of disappointment that the meal is over. So here's what I'd like you to do. At the end of your meal tonight, I'd like you to sit for three minutes. Actually be in the transition moment. Don't just leap up and start cleaning up before you've even finished your plate. Actually sit And I want you to think about where you've come from and what you're going to. And our ideal, if we were coaching on this, would be to create some thoughts of what you're moving towards after dinner that are so appealing, that call to you so greatly. You want to move towards that next activity or that next experience of being alive more then you want to keep eating the roast potatoes. That's the woo-woo bit out of the way, Chickpea. Let's think about the practicalities of this. In the fridge, we've now got glass containers with little Tupperware lids. They are so brilliant. because you can see exactly what's in there, a little bit of rocket salad, right? And often my eating of leftovers would be something healthy, like I would um, make my belly feel completely full by eating leftover broccoli, for example. And sometimes my idea would be, well, it won't be very nice if it's reheated or the salad is dressed and it will be soggy later and it would it would pain me to throw that stuff away. So I feel like I've got a grip on the leftovers a little bit, although they can still be tempting. And I think if this is you, Chippy, then the key is to really like try and eat your leftovers in plain sight of yourself. Like put them back on your plate and go back round so that you are actually acknowledging that you're eating them. Yeah, so you can hear there that I've come up with a couple of simple methods to try and combat the justifications that my brain offers me to keep eating leftovers. One of them is about waste and not wanting to waste things. Waste is a concept that encompasses a few different dimensions for me. One is a like wasted opportunity if something's good. Another element of the waste concept is financial, of course. If you grew up with actual food scarcity or you have an eye on the food budget, then wasting certain foods, like cheese, for example, or we've got a lot of leftover cheese in our cheese box at the moment because over Christmas Chris will buy local cheeses our our village has a lot of really amazing dairies so we'll buy more than we need and there's no way I could feel like I could throw those excess away they're expensive cheeses in my mind that's why I need to not waste the money and also waste encompasses ideas of ethics and ecology right My parents were really strong on this, proper hippies as I was growing up, really wanting us to value the energy that's gone into creating a piece of food on the planet, all of the labour, all of the energy from nature that's gone into it, and not wanting to waste that by just throwing it out again or allowing it to spoil. But of course, all of that is a thought error. If it equates to adding that to your body because it doesn't save money to overeat and it doesn't save the planet to overeat and it doesn't help another starving person if I get fat and the opportunity to enjoy the food is only there as long as the food itself is enjoyable and actually I live a pretty nice life where I could make another salad with nice dressing if I wanted to. So trying to reconcile ourselves around this concept of of waste is one thing and using the storage containers has helped me a lot to do that. Sometimes I will store things for a few days in the fridge before I'm ready to say goodbye to them and I'll find that I didn't need them after all but I just wasn't ready to let go. Another element that's practical is around our conditioning and the idea of cleaning your plate. The idea of morality, of leaving food on your plate, can feel quite harsh to us when we've got the internal parental voices disapproving of us doing that. And the remedy for that is to really create thoughts of great approval for yourself for doing something really so difficult and so against your own upbringing, against your own conditioning. And another element of that that I've noticed when I try and leave a bite on my plate even just for the exercise of leaving a bite on my plate is that the messiness of that really disturbs me and that I'm trying all day to complete tasks to finish things off (laughs) unsuccessfully a lot of the time and yet I seem to find it very difficult to leave a plate unfinished and that there's something uncomfortable about leaving it unfinished. So just noticing all of that, another practical element is around kids' food. I mean, my experience of feeding kids is that waste is part of the whole process. You know, everybody does parenting differently, but I've tried to make food available And to release the expectation that all of the food would be eaten or not eaten. Actually, COVID helped tremendously with not eating kids' food, right? Because suddenly we were conscious that other people's germs might be on the food. And that simple switch mentally made it much, much easier to let somebody else's food just be their food. And it was already theirs and already theirs to waste and not my responsibility to hoover it up. So let's have a recap. In the first part of this session, we talked about the real reasons why you don't want to leave the eating experience. And that's the real reason you're continuing to eat leftovers even after the meal is over. Because something emotional is being searched for in the eating experience some sense of reward or maybe a place to hide from what's coming next in the day and the reality that you've built the food up to be the high point of the day and you've just run off a precipice. And then we've looked at some of these practical elements that you need to find strategies to work with yourself around, on a thought level and on a practical level, around overcoming the feeling of wasting food and being comfortable with storing your leftovers or saying goodbye to your leftovers. The idea of conditioning to clean your plate and putting in positive thoughts that encourage you to do that, that really make an argument to your rational mind about why that might be really important to do. And similarly, reframing when there's food left on the plate and you're used to completing tasks, allowing it to be messy and unfinished at that point. And we have also run through a very, very simple little thought ritual for making the transition between ending a meal and going on with the next part of your evening. And do you know what? I'm actually going to talk you through that in a little meditation after the outro. So stay with me and you can actually be guided through that so that after a meal, all you'll need to do is pop your earphones in and do it along with me how about that don't forget to tune in next week because we're going to talk about the other half of leftovers as i mentioned we're going to talk about after dinner snacking and you're gonna hear me coaching myself in real time as it were pretty exciting stuff chickpea. Insight's amazing, isn't it? But it's not as powerful as actually taking action. If you want to take action and learn to coach yourself, go to my website. I've got a Stop After Work Overeating Roadmap video and workbook for you. That's at lauralloyd.co. So chickpea, it's time to rehearse mentally Or maybe in real time, if you're listening to this after a meal, we're going to go through a little ritual for making the transition between ending your meal and whatever's next in your evening. So to start with, I like to put my feet flat on the floor. I like to rest my hands in my lap. And I like to take a deep breath and sink into my body. And if I stay here for a moment with my body, I notice that my belly is completely comfortable. that my meal is complete, that I have had what I needed from my plate and that what's left over is simply surplus to requirements. I'm going to set a timer for three minutes. And if you listen along with me, then this meditation will be exactly three minutes long. I have my cutlery turn over on the plate if i'm using a napkin i have put that on top of the plate too i sit here calm safe in this transition moment just as I have sat many times on a platform waiting for a train or in a waiting room, allowing myself to simply be on a journey. And every day I make this little journey. From my evening meal into my evening. And I like to imagine where I've come from today. I see myself with the day behind me. Take a moment to reflect upon the day, all the places I put my energy, and now I turn my attention to where I'm going. what activity I'm going to do next but just like being on a train platform I don't get up and do it until the desire until that train of desire to do it is really with me until I feel called until I hear the rumbling in the tracks and if it doesn't come I create it I think about how much I want to do the next thing. For me. This is my choice. My evening is not over. And whatever I do next is going to be worth it.